Willie on the beat. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Million Dollar Convos podcast. We have been away for a while, but we're coming back stronger than ever now. We're here with the man behind Phase 3 production. Now, Mr. Delano Forbes, how are you, sir? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, sir. I'm good. Doing very good, very good, very good. Now, I sense a little positivity, a positive vibe off of you before we even get into the conversation. We want, I want to get a little bit of insight into who you are before we start talking about the company, all right? So, who is Delano Forbes and why content creation? Um, I am an easy, easygoing person, you know, fun-loving kind of person. So, I mean, I always try to look at the brighter side of things, try to remain positive overall. Um, love life, love, love to experience nice things, you know, whether in my personal life or all around professional life. Um, so while trying to just keep that work-life balance, you know, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, to be honest, because I have a passion for what I do. Yeah, yeah. So when you have a passion for what you do, you don't really consider it work, you know. So, so I do spend a lot of my energies in and around things re related to my job. Um, why content creation or why production is just something I grew up around, you know, um, at some stage in my life, tried not to get into production because it's something I grew up around and my, mm -hmm. my family was involved with. So, you know, naturally as a youth, oh, you're tired. You don't want to do. Oh, you get tired of it. Exactly. You know what I mean? I just don't want to do what, 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 um, you know, um, the parents before you did. But at the end of the day, you know, it was, it was meant to be. So I just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, continued that journey and did ultimately what I love to do. Mm, right. So in the first steps, you know, in getting to even phase three, like what what were some of the occurrences that happened that led you to even starting phase three? Well, bear in mind that phase three started even before me, you know, right. me and phase three starting is like synonymous. I mean, it okay. wasn't necessarily the scale at what it is right now, you right. know what I mean? But in terms of watching my mother and father, you know, slowly build um, you know, at one point, my mother went on to, 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 to other professions and other businesses. You know, um, my father kind of stuck to it, but we had some challenging times because he was challenged in terms of his health, you know, um, and he actually went blind when I was in high school. Um, so so that was a, was a challenging time for us professionally and personally, obviously, as well as otherwise. So while i kind of naturally grew up around production and playing a lot of roles from starting as a ground zero as a gopher you know for those that don't know what a gopher is that's just literally you just go for crap you know um so so that was my role just going for whatever i was told yeah. needless to say that a lot of the guys would give me a very hard time you know yeah i kind of grow rough with this yeah. thing so, so while I was inclined not to do what my parents were doing, given certain hardships, I could not have to face reality. And I had to get involved at one point, you know, when I was a teenager in a more serious way. And getting involved, I realized that it didn't make sense to fight my natural passion and what I was good at. Um, so I took a little time off, um, actually graduated from high school. And instead of going straight to college, 
I spent a year working in the business mm -hmm. before going to college and right. you know basically came home and you know everything played out the way it should right 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 so you you, you said you, you did you go to college after you did the one year yeah no I took a year off from school um and everybody's journey is different you know yeah, I mean yeah. when after high school I did six form mm -hmm. and um we weren't you know my parents, my family wasn't in a position to send me to school yet you know and also business wise was a little shaky yeah. um, my father just going blind so the decision was to stay close to him work with him every day in the office and kind of stabilize things a little before ultimately going off to college and studying you know in this field mm -hmm. so so whereas most of my friends you know went straight from sixth form fifth form whatever to whether university utec uer college wherever overseas i kind of took a little time to understand you know the business and you know that was very very necessary for me at the time and I, for I, the family. I i think that and this is a very unpopular opinion but i think that most high school students transitioning from there to college should should take some time to at least figure out exactly what they want to do before they even apply for a major or a minor or a degree or whatever it is because even i find myself um switching passions within my university tenure three times four times because i was because you know i was i was uncertain you understand yeah. so after a while after switching majors twice i, de I developed an affinity for business right and right. you know i you know it's the, the second challenge to that is I had no experience in the business field, right? Yeah. And getting to CEOs is one of the hardest things in the world to do, right? <laughs> so, I mean, even this, this experience right now with you, you know, communicating with us, communicating with the masses, I really appreciate it because this is not, this is not an interaction that would happen on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. and any amount of value that I can get from this conversation I'm going to try my best to do so. Now that that leads me into my my next question, you know, I'm sure you you you've been asked if you know you've been on interviews recently how your business adjusted to COVID nineteen and the the, mm -hmm. the whole economic and social climate currently. But nowadays, uncertainty is almost the norm, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's very hard for businesses to adapt and to change with the changing times and the changing economic climates. So how did, how did phase three, being a multimedia and productions company, adapt to, to, to this current climate that we're facing right now? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. For the first six weeks or so, the initial shock of COVID-19 and in terms of the fallout with our business, you know, within the course of a week, uh, we had a number of major projects that were in the pipeline, you know, from from the, at least for the next six months. Some of them based in Jamaica, some of them based outside of Jamaica. You know, slowly, slowly but surely, the calls started coming in, and one by one, we realized that we lost a significant amount of our revenues for the remainder of the year. You know, within a week. Um, so the overall uncertainty. I mean, it was, you know, it was very, very, very hard um and we're out we have a big impact but we're actually a small company 
you know, but but when I say small, I guess everything is relative. relative. You know? It's relative, yeah, it's relative, definitely. But definitely. I know we have, you know, I know we have an impact on the, on on the marketplace larger than necessary our staff size or certain things it represent. Right. So our first thing was just like most business people, just kind of say, okay, look at your expenses, you yeah. know, see where you can trim. First couple of calls was to call the bank, whatever kind of facilities. Look, can we work out something? You know, meet with the, with the team, you know, the staff, everybody here, and see how we can all kind of, you know, tighten the belt and how we can kind of, you know, kind of come together. Um, that's one good thing, actually, I'd say that came out of it. Certainly in terms of our internal team, I think we came out much stronger. And we're still in it, so I'm not saying that we came out, but, you know, certainly that initial shock, you know, kind of brought us together. Um, for us, our business is twofold. There's one side of the business that's totally um, dependent on events, entertainment events, right. sports events, large out outdoor type activities, which, you know, were eliminated entirely. And the other side of our business was along the lines of content production, whether it's people coming from overseas to film reality shows, rentals, or, you know, us making content for corporate companies or for whatever medium, social media, streaming, etc. That's the other side of the company. And we realized quickly that while the event side would have been obliterated, we kind of quickly shifted more of our focus into live streaming, right. content production, and those kinds of services, and how we could kind of offer something different, you know? Right, and, we, and I, I saw that on the Phase 3 Instagram page. Now, you guys have some have done some very solid work. You understand? You, you guys have worked with Pepsi. You guys have worked with The Observer, Ewing. Right, you've yeah. worked with a plethora of companies. Now, you recently, you guys recently did um, Sagicor's Blast Off event, right? Yeah, which was absolutely, yeah. Uh, absolutely based on the video I'm seeing, it was amazing. You understand? It was absolutely, yeah. and you know, and to, to, to know that you know, you are the man behind that, I am, I am, I am somewhat honored to be in your presence right now. You understand? So, All right, well, my, so, my, <laughs> so, my question is, so, my question to you is, how important is partnerships? Right? How important is 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 right. corporate relations in, in, in a time of uncertainty? Um integrity, just business integrity and thing is is pretty high on the agenda, you know. Um first and foremost, because it's funny, I, it's ironic. I'm I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not a huge marketing guy, you know, in terms of phase trees marketing, you know, often we're approaching so why don't do more, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I often feel that the best marketing you have to start with a good product, you know. Um, I'm, I'm not saying the product alone will carry it through. I'm not saying that at all. It's a new world order and you have to promote yourself and put yourself out there. Um, but, but we also spend a lot of effort making sure that we have a solid product, you know, and, and, and the relationship with the clients because our relationship with some of the companies you just mentioned are long-standing relationships that we've developed over years and that comes with trust and integrity and that comes with delivering you know don't get it wrong you're literally as good as your last job yeah. i don't feel that this boy them, them just love me or love yeah. you know <laughs> yeah we continue to push out our best effort and and deliver you know so we do spend a lot of time in-house r d trying to improve our processes that kind of stuff to ensure that we can deliver and i think that consistency consistency is is the key in terms of us keeping those corporate relationships or relationships on a whole 
And I mean, you're talking about collaboration. I mean, there's internal collaboration with our teams here at Phase 3, you know, as well as filmmaking and production on a whole is a very, very collaborative effort, you know. Um, you know, the execution that you spoke of regarding Sajikor that we did, there was a significant amount of people behind it, the scenes that you wouldn't even know. And while we're the entity that pulls everything together, and I mean, a lot of the resources that you physically see would belong to phase three, it still would call on a lot of our internal team, freelance personnel, freelance professionals we work with, you know, people who do decor, you know, obviously the client themselves, the entertainers in that case, we had Ding Dong and we had um, Debbie Bissoon and a few other hosts. So, and, and specific to that project, which what somewhat makes it unique outside of doing the standard live stream, we actually had built out a web-based virtual platform that really? would match. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So separate from the live stream, if you log on as, you know, as a partner of, of, of Sajikor, we would have managed from the registration process to when you logged in, we had a setup of like a virtual lobby that was web-based. And then when you clicked into different rooms, we had the sponsors booths that were all managed virtually through our website. So there was a lot of stuff going on for that particular project outside of just, you know, a live stream. So, so again, though, some of these opportunities and what you're seeing now, it's not yesterday we started. The second the pandemic hit, we said, wow, what are we going to do to offer our clients to raise the bar? Mm -hmm. you, you have, I can't count how many people are doing live streaming now. I'm going to try not to count it because huh. the marketplace, there's just so many people it is, offering it is. A, similar, a similar product. So, so we always strive to differentiate ourselves by offering things a little bit ahead of the curve. And that Sajikor project you saw was, yeah. the seed was planted literally about six months before that. We were just waiting on a client that would allow us to execute it. You know, okay. much in the same way right now, we're planning out for events in the summer mm. because of the research we're doing right now um, that, you know, hopefully when those make it to the air, we can have another conversation. Right, so you spoke about the, the planning of this during COVID-19. Now, as a CEO, as a, as, a, as, a, as a main person behind the company, behind the business, one of the most essential qualities of a leader, of a CEO, is his ability to... Is our her? Is our her, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> His or her ability to, to, to control his emotions or his or her ability to control her emotions or the ability to solve a problem. Now, problem solving is the main reason why you, you become an entrepreneur. Of course, in problem solving, you find solutions. Now, mm -hmm. within that process and COVID-19 hitting and having the responsibility of you know, taking care of the business, the staff, the internal, because you mentioned how important your internal team is. How did all of that weigh on your mind in the middle of, in the midst of all that? And of course, the business still had to be running. So how, right. did, you, how, did, you, how did you deal with that? I mean, I'm not going to lie. Initially, it was a little scary. And when I say scary, just when you see for a month, your revenues have been cut by 90%, you know? <laughs> and, and, and that's what happened to us for the first, um, well, March, we got a little bit of March as the first few days. March 12th, 
sticks out in my mind still, you know, as a day, because that was a day that was kind of like the day for us. Oh, it's kind um, of. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, uh, yeah, I remember getting one call of a significant client, and I was like, oh crap, this is not, um, this is not going the way we would have yeah. liked it. Yeah. But April, I mean, April into May, um, but I, I, a few of us, not everybody, we just kept coming to work every day, you know, um, meeting electronically, trying to figure out like, okay, what's the next few months going to look like, really kind of buckling down, um, you know, there was a lot of support, I think even you know, for all the members of the team, we were always in contact trying to offer support. I mean, I think for the first couple of months, we all had community lunch here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. But, you know, yeah. um, it was quite interesting. So, so I'm not going to lie to you. Initially, it was a little bit scary because you have this responsibility, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a serious responsibility because... While we have about 25 full-time persons and about another 50 contractors, freelance contractors, you feel, you know, and their families, you feel responsible that you need to ensure that you provide for everybody who is a part of our ecosystem here, you know. Exactly. Um, so so even in-house, we did our little care packages, whether it was, you know, vegetables and fruits and stuff. Um, and for the most part, we were able to stave off any kind of staff cuts. We did have a little salary deduction for, I think, two or three months, which necessary. We, just, we had to do. But shortly after that, within, I think, two or three months, we, we resumed to full, you know, to full activity, as it was in terms of salaries, that kind of thing. But it, 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 was, it was initially a little scary. I'm not going to lie to you, it wasn't easy. But having been in business the time we've been in, you know, we kind of had the surety to know that we've, but we have already, we have a strong brand in terms of an authenticity in what we do. Right. So within the first three or four weeks, we started getting a lot of calls to figure out solutions. So it was like, what does a digital press conference look like? Yes. All right. We, we don't know, but we were watching what was happening <laughs> and thing, and shortly after, you know, we, we, for example, produce the COVID update that you see from Ministry of Health every oh, day. Oh, that was you guys. Yeah, man. We, we do a lot of the corporate communications for certain government agencies and all that. Right. Behind the scenes, because we don't really talk about a lot of what we do. And to be honest, we can't talk about a lot of what we do because it's somewhat sensitive, you know. Right. So what you see and you share, is, what we share is probably really about 30% of what we actually do. And what actually makes phase three tick behind the scenes. Right. So, so, so a lot of persons reached out to us. You mentioned the observer. Yes. Novia was doing her web series, and you know, needless to say, she called me one day because she had done one before, and I guess they had some technical glitches, and she called me and she's like, "Delana, my guy's telling me this. Like, how does this work?" Yeah. <laughs> I said, "No, Novia, I wouldn't do it like that." And I did this. She's like, "That's exactly what I thought." And I said, "By the way, Novia." Um, you know, why, you know, I mean, we can't help you. Yeah. No, no, she said, well, you guys, face is way too expensive. You know? yeah, 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 I said, no, and that was a conversation we had with a lot with our clients. You know, we, we deliver value, just give us an opportunity, you know, to help you. And out of, you know, conversations like that, we just, just opened up so many opportunities. Whereas before COVID, we had a few good clients, very 
big clients that could sustain us. So we'd not we'd have about 15 to 20 consistent clients before COVID. Since COVID, the jobs, while the jobs are smaller, we have a much, much, much wider client base. And I can say honestly, we have probably been working on the most interesting projects that we've been working on you know, over the, at least the past five or so years since COVID. Just because a lot of what we do is the first time and clients come up with a, a problem, like, you know, a Novia calling, hey, I need to do this and it's not working. I need to interview people from all over the world. I need to stream it on three or four platforms. And we kind of huddle here and sit down and we say, maybe we could try it this way. And, you know, knock on wood so far, most of what we've, the solutions have worked. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, in a, as, a, as a CEO and, you know, a lot of people speak about their struggle and a lot of CEOs I've listened to and the interviews I've listened to have, have really identified um, gauging, gauging expectation, right? As it relates to, you know, what an employee or a partner or a vendor might mm -hmm. do, you know, as opposed to what happens, there's a vast difference between that, right? Something, sometimes you expect something to happen and it doesn't and it throws you off course. Now, as I said before, the, the emotional control that one needs to have in a situation like that is immense because on a daily basis, things can happen to throw you off, right? So mm -hmm. what is it? Where does it start? Does it start in the mind or is it something that, um, you know, you get your body into, you know, people have different techniques and ways in, in how to, to gauge and control emotion in in high level um, positions such as CEO. So what is your routine or what is your method engaging that? To, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I will tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress and always evolving. And I think I'm a little bit of an unconventional CEO, you know, when it comes out to certain things, you know. Um, but that said, for, for me, I guess because I've been around this this game, this business for um, a little while, right. I think I've been able to gain a fair bit of confidence in in some uh, you know the, the 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 experience because we've seen so many things play out so many times, you know, and there's nothing like experience. I'm 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 43 years old right now. I've been working professionally in a real way for about 25 years um 26 years you don't look at you you don't look at you over 30. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so i say that that a lot of scenarios like you've seen it before and based on where we are now we kind of can handle it a lot better i can tell you how i react to something 15 years ago you know or 10 years ago or five years ago or even 15 months ago um is very different so it's, it's for me it's always you know, we're always growing as persons emotionally. We're always growing professionally. And as, as I tell anybody, the day we stop learning on this kind of profession is, 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 is the day, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, so, so, so my coping, a lot of my coping with certain situations, I mean, people have different ways, as you said, meditation, I mean, you know, they have different techniques but generally i rely a lot on my experience and there's a common thing in my office my father his nickname was party 
Mm. And I kind of sit back in the chair and think, you know, what would Paddy do? As in, yeah. you know, he's no longer here physically, but, you know, we would always kind of work through scenarios. And and I should say also that my mother is still involved in the business. Um, oh, okay, Dr. Right. Right. And, you know, can always rely on her many, many years of experience as well um, that we've that we've been through. Yeah. Right. So as it relates to phase three, what's next for phase three? Because as it stands right now, um, blaring all over the news, all over the media, it seems as if COVID-19 is going to be here for a while, right? Yes. Um, you, have, you guys have adapted quickly. Um, you guys have steadied the ship and have created some extremely good content. But the innovation doesn't stop there. The innovation continues. The solutions continue. The next innovative campaign has to be better than, than the last, right? So what is it? that phase three has in, in, in store or in place for the future, for the near future? Well, off the bat, you know, we have seen where, which is something we, we had picked up you know, a number of, you know, mid last year, that certainly in terms of the live streaming capacity is something we, we have scaled up and will continue to scale up. Um, so whereas before COVID, we would have streamed probably two live streams a week, you know, before the COVID. Now we're doing two to three a day, you know. Right. Um, so, so we've had to increase our capacity and we continue to increase our capacity. Um, you, you may or may not know, but phase three operates out of a few locations. I'm here at our head office, Winchester Business Center. We have a studio at Red Hills Road, Studio 45 where even right now as we speak we're producing content out of and we transitioned that space originally it was a a, a, a a studio space for photographers and independent videographers but when covid came one of the first things we did was set it up as a streaming studio because we realized some companies never had a location or the internet wasn't good or they never felt comfortable streaming from their you know, from their company, um, from their corporate headquarters, if you want to call it that. Because believe it or not, a lot of big companies in Jamaica, even within their buildings, new buildings and infrastructure, they don't have bandwidth to facilitate proper streaming. Oh, really? So we, yeah, shockingly. Or they have firewalls and all kind of protective uh, mechanism that, mechanisms that don't allow them to stream from their, you know, from their various physical um, premises. So we set up a studio, which we had before, which was pretty much dormant. I said, hey, let's just put in a big internet connection. Let's get the lights, get the cameras, get the streaming, everything ready. So if you want to do a live stream, you know, and you call us this morning by midday or whatever time, we can get you up and on air to Zoom or Facebook or YouTube or IG Live or whatever you need to, to, to be on. So, so ideas like that allowed us to quickly adapt, you know. Um, outside of that, we have offices in hotels. Um, people probably wouldn't know. So when you go, for example, to the Jamaica Pegasus and you get any right. kind of audiovisual equipment, mm -hmm. whether a screen, an LED screen or a projector or an audio or a microphone, and now we've seen where in the hotels there's a heavy demand again for Zoom and for um, video streaming and video conferencing. So, so for us, it's a matter of scaling up. We we have been and continue to invest in new technology and fortunately for us that we have a few marquee projects over the summer coming up that are pretty decent in scale, good in, you know, and 
but and will happen but observing certain COVID protocols um so so for us it's a matter of scaling up in terms of the services that the clients require from us mm-hmm. and will require for some time as well as offering new products i can't get into the details exactly yeah yeah the confidentiality new, understand, a definitely. Lot new, a lot of new activities that we have ventured into that i know will be very in keeping with the new technology and for us it's funny because we're a full service 360 production company in terms of we have the cameras, the lighting, the, we have these LED walls, pretty much everything in house. So whereas before a lot of jobs, people would just come to us to do video, what we found is that a lot of clients now want us to do everything. Right. So this, um, so, this, so, this, so, this, so this period forced you to become more versatile in the multimedia space? I would say so, and to even offer our clients a more 360 everything down to if you down to some down to now we work with partners that if a client wants us to provide the decor um, and the soft stuff um, mm-hmm. we do because also given COVID there are scenarios where companies clients don't necessarily want to deal with too many people and, you know literally they don't want to deal with too many people for safety factors so calling a shop such as us, you know, we can, we, we can provide somewhat of a turnkey solution um, in, in our offering. All right, that's, that's excellent. Um, so a lot of, let's say, I'm not going to say wannabe, that's a bit, that's, yeah. a, bit of, that's a bit offensive, but a few entrepreneurs in the future or a few aspiring entrepreneurs are listening to this podcast right now and you have been at the helm of phase three for a while you've experienced many things both good and bad now everyone sees the media side of the entrepreneurship story as you said evidently you only release about 30 percent of the things that phase three does um towards you know know yeah, man. And you know, Instagram is just the highlights. Instagram is exactly, exactly, exactly. But some people don't. Some people don't understand what it takes yeah. to 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 really be in the beehive, really, as it stands, of yeah. the entrepreneurship lifestyle, and to deal with these daily tasks, running the business daily, mm-hmm. you know, communicating with clients, all of these things. Now, can you give me like a breakdown, or a summary, or even a synopsis of what it's like? entrepreneur at this level well i mean obviously there's the obvious things you have to you have to i mean the risk the risk is there sometimes you don't necessarily have the the safety net um so so the pressures that kind of come with that you have to be able to cope um um the level of responsibility to everybody that you have is a serious responsibility um so 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 i would say to anybody any entrepreneur it's not gonna be all it's not what you see you know per persons as my successful people post every day because to get there it is it is a journey um we have a gentleman downstairs 19 who's been with the company about 25 years and if, if if we were to sit down and tell you stories of our of our trials and tribulations and a lot of trials 
Um, you know, sometimes I even myself say, oh, crap, how did we get here? <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at, you know, new members of staff or persons coming on and they're like, they wouldn't know what we've been right. through. So, you know, and, and that's an important well, point. How, how do you, how do you, how do you maintain the culture? I mean, different generations, different yes. individuals, you know, you're hiring new people, you're onboarding new people. How do you maintain the culture of phase three? Like, because... You know, people tend and companies tend to change with the times, right? Mm-hmm. But one one thing that you don't want necessarily to change is that company culture, that mm-hmm. that that thing that gives phase three its identity, right? right? On the intern, right. right? On the inside and on the outside. Like, what do you do to maintain that? Well, again, integrity, hard work, um, consistency. That's that's something that. I learned from my parents. Um, um, my dad was a roadman, vibes kind of person, good really, you know, good relationships with people, that kind of thing, networking. You know, my mother has good relations cle- clearly, but she's more of an academic. I am okay. somewhat kind of like in between. In the middle, okay. In the middle, but um, there are certain core values that have just stuck with us: excellence and hard work. We're not the flashiest company, nor do we want to be the flashiest company, but we want, but we're going to be consistent. Um, personally, having gone through most roles in the company, um, I try to still remain very active in the field, which is not conventional um, in terms of a CEO. Um, but that's, you know, that's how I kind of choose to approach um, this role and this responsibility. Um, and then, I mean, somebody kind of said it in the office. There's one of our staff members that I think in the last meeting said that we kind of always operate like a startup. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we're always looking to, when you, you saw us execute that project that you yeah, mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that again. Like, clients are calling us, like, can I get <laughs> I don't want, you know, I don't want to. It's bad business, but we don't like to. You know, every time I approach something, when we did we did um, Sumfest last year, yeah. um, the virtual show presentation for Sumfest, um, Joe was literally in his office earlier today, you know, discussing some other stuff. Um, and again, the second we did that, like promoters from different places were like, we want to do that. I'm like, no, yeah, that's yeah, not. Yeah. I saw you guys do the, the, the MasterCard, um, MasterCard as well with the coffee. I don't usually like, uh, like, no disrespect to Jamaican media companies. I do not yes. usually sit down and like say, oh, that's a good ad. That's a good Jamaican ad. Yeah, but I literally sat down and I said, like, who, who did this? This was some actually some quality work here. You understand? And then I saw yeah. the Sajikor, um, I, I saw the Sajikor project on your page and then I scrolled down and I saw Master Can I say, this is phase three? I said, well, I mean, one of the interesting things about COVID, for example, is uh-huh. we actually, I mean, we're a production company like most production companies, but a lot of, as in content production companies, but a lot of content guys rely solely on TV commercials. We had kind of cut down the amount of commercials we have been doing for years just because we have other opportunities to pursue you know what i mean um so even that project is interesting because what happened in covid not just for us but a few other production entities some of these campaigns would have normally been crews from overseas 
crews would have flown down to do some of these campaigns. Right, right. Even the fact that they could, there's no traveling, not much in the same way it hurt me. I actually travel a lot. I work mm. all over the Caribbean and I work in the States as well. Prior to COVID, I would, the first day COVID was really announced in America, I was in Atlanta airport with, mm. with, with members of my team heading to work on a project. So we were at the point where opportunities were opening up for us outside of Jamaica, you know? So, so not being able to travel was a big blow for us initially. But a few months later, when there were all these campaigns that had to be produced, not just MasterCard, but there are a few others, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, who can we turn to locally who can provide this resource in terms of production and all these things? And also we introduced some new technology where while we're filming, the agency and the clients in Miami, LA, Dominic, wherever they are, we're in real-time communication with them, you know? That was a little technology that we developed quickly and we were able to now produce... Oh, you build that You build that in-house? Yeah, 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 man. Yes, yeah, man. That's crazy, that's crazy. So the counter to us not traveling, which turned out to be a big blow to us, in, in reverse, crews not being able to come to Jamaica we ended up having to produce a lot of content that those crews would have produced, you know? And it's not just us. You talk about collaboration. While we did produce the project with our, you know, our team here, we brought on Yannick Reed, we brought on Randy Randy, we brought on a few other creatives. Tamo did styling, Troy. We brought on a lot of creatives to, 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 to create what you would have ultimately seen, you know? So in some cases, while we're the production house, we're kind of, guiding the ship and we bring on people who we know can you know ultimately deliver the vision right of course now let's 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 bring this interview home now it's been an extremely informative interview i've learned a lot about phase three more than what the instagram displays you know getting that deep dive getting that deep dive into the 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 background work that produces the brilliance that we see on the screen right so um in wrapping up, we just we just want you to provide a bit of information as it really is a contact information about phase three. And secondly, and secondly, what would you say to an entrepreneur right now who's in content creation but isn't as well, let's say, cemented into the mm-hmm. industry as you are, right? And and are just about to give up. What would you say to that person? Well, I would say if you're in a content production business right now, I think there couldn't be a better time to be in the content production business given all the platforms and just all the demand for content. I mean, there's just an overwhelming demand for content right now in some cases. And if, if you're frustrated, give me a call because maybe, you know, if you, if you have a skill shooting, editing, whatever, maybe we'll have an opportunity even for you here, freelance or whatever it is. So I would say spend a lot of time learning your craft, go out and experiment and shoot your spec commercials and go on YouTube. There's a university of YouTube. There's so much learning that you can get from these how to videos and lighting and cinematography and editing. I spend a lot of time now learning new, new techniques and that kind of stuff um, from YouTube. Yeah, I went to film school and blah, 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 blah. But every day the game is changing. So if, if I would be very encouraged right now as an entrepreneur in this field of content creation. And if you ever stop, 
please give us a call. Um, give me a call or Instagram, whatever, you know, whatever platform suits you because there are lots of opportunities. Yeah. What, where, where can they reach you on Instagram? I'm, um, I'm at Delana Forbes um, mm -hmm. on Instagram, um, at Phase3Prod, at P-H-A-S-E, the numeral 3, P-R-O-D.com. Um, so either one of our channels, um, just so you know as well, we are the authorized resellers for Sony equipment, DSLRs and cinema equipment, that kind of thing. So, you know, any of the, the aspiring entrepreneurs also, we can kind of help you probably source some, some good gear. Right. Um, and we are, as I shared, we're always open to collaboration. Some of our best clients, ironically, are people who people consider our competitors. Oh, and really? if you come in, so yeah, man. I mean, the full film community is, is is very collaborative. A lot, a lot more than people think. You know, behind the scenes. I thought, I thought it would have been more competitive than collaborative. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a fair measure of competition. You know, um, but 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 no one, no phase three, no this one, no that kind of everything. You know, so we all kind of have to support each other. I mean, every day we have some of the same entrepreneurs who speaking about coming to our office to rent equipment or to seek advice or to purchase equipment or whatever it is. And, you know, um, we just try to support each other. So. Thank you very much again for the information, Mr. Forbes. Um, I will close out by saying this, um, phase three productions is, and, I, and, and I'm not really a media head. I'm not necessarily into that um, world, but I must say, going through the Instagram and reading your websites, you know, picking, picking up a few articles, I must say that, from my opinion, you are doing, you're doing your father pro. You understand? You, I think you'll be looking down and smiling and saying, Delano, you did a good job. You understand? So, mm -hmm. in saying that, um, I, I, I respect the unconventional nature of how you run your company, of how you behave and operate as a CEO. And, mm -hmm. you know, every episode I, I, I tend to take pieces from the guests and kind of apply it to myself. I mean, I, I'm trying to be like a, like a hybrid, you, know, you understand? So everything, mm -hmm. everything that I learn, everything that I learn, I, I internalize and take what mm -hmm. I can and, you know, learn that a specific craft. Mm -hmm. So I must say that that point, that point up, I have taken mm -hmm. it for myself, and I'm sure many others have, because we just hit 5,000 downloads. Um, okay. Yeah, we just hit 5,000 downloads across our platform. So quite, oh, a, okay. quite a bit of people are listening to this, right. you know, sharing this information. I must thank you. Um, I must show you my greatest and deepest respects, and we must keep in contact because, you know, we're going to need some content creation very soon, you know. <laughs> so we we would love to do it with phase three. Yeah, man. I mean, at the at, at the end of the day, you have to be you. You know what I mean? You have to be you. So so, and everybody's journey is is different. You know. Um. So I appreciate it, and anytime, feel free to reach out to me. You have the link. Yeah, man. No problem. All right. Much respects, Mr. Forbes. Take care of yourself. We'll be in contact. Um. I I will send you. Um, the, the, the video pre, okay. pre, pre release, right? Okay. So if you want to, you know, publicize it yourself, you can. Um, yeah, no, we'll do. Right, right. So we'll send you that and the pre audio as well. 
right? So okay. I, yeah. if I could get your contact number or you know, you know another contact, that would be that would be great to send it. To All you. right. So I'll just I'll just WhatsApp Bianca right now. So she she can share it with you. Yeah, man. No problem. Well, she has everything. I mean, let me see. Yeah. So. She has everything, so just 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 WhatsApp me, and I can I can send you everything. All right, all right, no problem. Instagram and everything, just to verify. Yeah, all man. Right. All right, take care of yourself. Take care. Right. Of yourself. Thank, Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks for watching the video. Thank you guys so much for the support. Just being the best part of HHJ. The best part of Hustle House. Leave a rating, a like, a subscribe, a comment. Just do all the things, all right? And y'all take care, be safe, stay masked up, alright?